So you're saying it's just 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 the usual. How is your community coping with just the usual becoming even more usual? On many occasions, they are totally over it. Uh, the weather is affecting. It's just not the Coromandel. It's everybody in the country. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we just have to get up. I mean, it is it is what it is. There's um, the the new normal is uh, fast approaching reality, and uh, we just have to get on with it and manage it the best we can, and just continue to build resilience. That was the rather weary but also resilient and realistic Thames Valley Coromandel Civil Defence Controller Gary Towler on Morning Report last Wednesday, once again updating RNZ listeners on weather damage and disruption in his area. And while people everywhere are indeed over it, as he said there, so are some parts of the media. But they also have to do their job too, which is being all over the weather when it's serious, as it was again earlier this week in the north. But as Hayden Donnell now reports, some in the media are not too happy about how they're doing it, especially in Auckland, where a precautionary state of emergency was declared this week, specifically citing lessons learned from the two previous disasters in two months earlier this year. Just an update from the Waikato. I've been on the expressway uh, from Cambridge um, all the way up, and the, the weather down here is just shocking as well. Um, starting to flood, guys with no lights on, yeah, it's just diabolical everywhere. So, yeah, just need to be careful. Is there much traffic on the road where you are, Jason? Yeah, I'm in constant traffic. And um, it's the guys are driving, some of them are driving to the conditions. And then uh, you get guys that are just driving like idiots, as per usual. That's a caller to Simon Barnett's show on News Talk ZB, delivering a live update on the state of the roads in Waikato as a storm struck earlier this week. Barnett's on-the-ground news you can use stood in welcome contrast to how some hosts from his network handled the last weather disaster to strike the country, Cyclone Gabrielle. Back then, News Talk's breakfast host Mike Hosking and his wife, early morning presenter Kate Hawksby, poo-pooed what they saw as overblown weather warnings. What we've done is whip ourselves into this extraordinary frenzy. I'm listening to your mate Chris from the Met Service. He's now talking about 100k winds as being like a, hur- a hurricane. Well, he described it as ferocious. Anyone, anyone who lives in Wellington has lived in Wellington. 100k's is a breezy day. You've still got an outdoor <laughs> table at the cafe. I mean, what we've done is we've got ourselves into this mental state now where where anything is it? I'm we panic. They were joined in their jeering by News Talk's mid-morning host Kerry Woodham, who bemoaned the timidity of Auckland schools that decided to close for the day of the cyclone. But what message does this send to our children? Yet again, their education must be sacrificed for the greater good. Be it COVID, be it floods, be it cyclones, there are greater priorities than education. As it turns out, Cyclone Gabrielle was a big deal. It killed 11 people, cut off whole communities and damaged and wrecked hundreds of homes. News Talk has received formal complaints over how some of its hosts minimised the unfolding disaster, even as the station billed itself as a source for cyclone news updates and civil defence information. Official civil defence station, live from the News Talk ZB News Centre. It was criticised by commentators, including former New Zealand Herald editor Gavin Ellis, who had this advice for its editorial decision makers. In normal times, they can thrive on contrarianism if they wish, but in times of crisis, they have a responsibility to concentrate on clear, concise, 
comprehensive information, their commercial interests, and to switch that culture off may be very difficult for them, but I think they've got to try. Given all that, you'd think the station might have changed tack this week as another front closed in on our shores. But despite the efforts of hosts like Barnett and others, some presenters followed a similar script to the one they used back in February. This is Hosking quickly assessing whether a storm update was worth taking seriously on Wednesday morning. Justin from the, um, who is it in from? The State of Emergency people, the Civil Defence people. A Wakako Tahi, is it all right? Take it seriously then. As floodwaters have receded, the Northland uh, State Highway Network is now open. That same morning, this is how he introduced an interview with Auckland Chamber of Commerce Chief Executive Simon Bridges. Another afternoon, though, of weather panic in Auckland as a local state of emergency was declared. Everyone's scarp at home, and yet, I mean, was it really necessary or was it just a short downpour uh, we overreacted to? While Bridges acknowledged authorities had difficult decisions to make given the disasters of Cyclone Gabrielle and the Auckland anniversary weekend floods, he played along with Hosking's premise. Yep, um, there was a, a worse set of floods that you underreacted to, but let's not treat this one more seriously than it needs to be treated. And that is exactly what happened yesterday, isn't it? It's the politics of being seen to be doing the right thing. And when you push back to those people, they go, oh, it's better safe than sorry. In Hosking's eyes, the media were catastrophizing the storm because, unlike him, they're obsessed with weather stories. Do you reckon we've become obsessed with weather? I blame the digital media, the Herald, the Stuff, the RNZs. I have never seen the media obsess about weather more. There are hundreds of stories about forecasts that may or may not come to pass, storms that may or may not happen, squalls that are coming in or not, and we've just got this mindset where everything's a disaster. It's true the weather is a big driver of traffic for our news organisations. In 2022, Stuff talked to meteorologist Ben Knoll, who said New Zealand has a good argument for being the most weather-obsessed country in the world. The article used some in-house statistics to buttress that claim, saying Stuff readers click on weather stories millions of times every month, including in summer when it's nice outside. But the media is also a vital source of information during weather disasters, and sometimes that can be life-saving. A few hours before Hosking started scoffing at the storm shutdowns with Simon Bridges, Kate Hawksby tried a similar line of questioning with Heart of the City's Viv Beck. But unlike Bridges, Beck didn't accept that the authorities had been too cautious. Can we afford to keep bringing Auckland to a halt, though, when there's severe weather? Well, it's clearly the last thing the city needs, but it is what's happening. And I think the it, it depends. I mean, we can't do it willy-nilly, but I think yesterday was precautionary. And I think given there was a child missing up north and, and people have been badly affected again, I think most people I'm talking to believe it was an appropriate thing to do. As Beck said, a teenager was missing up north as Auckland's workers were heading home on Tuesday. The Whangarei High School student was swept away during a class caving trip in Abbey Caves. He was later found dead. Over the last few days, news organisations covering that tragedy have questioned why the students were in the cave in the first place. This is Isabel Ewing on News Hub at 6, looking at whether the school's decision to go ahead with the outing lined up with its own policies. On the Whangarei Boys High School website, the Year 11 Outdoor Education Risk Assessment for Caving says 
instructed to check weather leading up to trip and check water levels before trip if there has been rain. Postpone trip if water levels may be too high. On TVNZ's One News, this is how Simon Dallow introduced a segment on the teenager's death. Good evening. A monumental mistake which could have been much worse. That's what a parent of one of the students who made it out of the Abbey Caves told One News after the school outing that claimed the life of a fellow classmate. The victim, swept away by rising water, is tonight with Fano, who have thanked emergency services and the public for their support. The Whangarei Boys High School principal fronted up to One News today but couldn't answer why the trip went ahead despite those heavy rain warnings. Another news organisation that was critical of the school's decision-making was News Talk ZB. Where the newsmakers meet their match, it's Heather Duplessy-Allen Drive. News just through is that the search for the missing student in the Abbey Caves in Whangarei has been suspended until the morning. Brody Stone is a reporter for the Northern Advocate. Brody, why were they at the caves? I mean, wasn't there a heavy rain weather warning yesterday? We don't know anything until the investigation occurs. Obviously, there is a lot of angry people out there. This is every parent's worst nightmare, really. Heather Duplessy-Allen Drive. Heather Duplessy Allen and others have a point. Heeding the warnings of forecasters and authorities could help stave off disaster. It's hard to see why anyone would ignore those warnings, even if they see them as a little bit too cautious. The reporting of the last few days has shown many people do understand the importance of listening to those warnings. On One News, reporter Isabel Prasad interviewed Aucklanders on how they were responding to the latest storm surge in light of the two natural disasters that hit the city earlier this year. Well, what's the most different is how fast we're moving this time. Um, It's foreseeing what's going to happen, making sure it doesn't happen. Just leave. Don't wait. The only difference I've made this round is how fast I'm responding to it. Before it was more like, oh, it's all right, and then the, the water's up to here. But this time it was actually a lot faster. I knew that it is quite serious. As those Vox Popped Aucklanders said, it can be hard to tell as a layperson which low-pressure systems are going to fizzle out and which might send water up to your neck. It really is, despite the derision of some popular radio hosts, better to be safe than sorry. That message seems to be catching on with the wider public. But it's still not getting through the studio doors of the nation's most popular talk radio network, at least between the hours of 5 and 9am. Hayden Donnell there looking at hindsight-driven claims in the media that the powers that be might be too trigger-happy to declare emergencies these days and one radio host view that the media are amping up the weather drama even where he works.